Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Harness the power of Aries. <laughs> what does new moon and Aries mean? It's just, uh, so you As have Aries. a full moon or a new moon and new moons coincide with like in time of the zodiac, whereas full moons are usually six months later, right? So that's how it works in the in the zodiac moon world. I didn't know that. So every attribute like Aries is very like boss, the ram, fucking harness your power, own your shit. Like so, that's what's happening tomorrow. Oh my gosh! Wait. Did you did you see Andrea's horns come out? I'm an too? Aries. <laughs> I am an Aries. She's like messed with the horns. With the Sag yeah. rising, I'm all fucking fire. Um, except for my cat moon, which is Earth. Okay, your cat moon, cat, cat, cap, cap, cap moon horns. Oh, your Capricorn. Mm. Capricorn. So I thought you were going to tell me that there's the Earth. a cat moon. Oh no. Well, yeah. Of course, there's a cat moon. Look at my... There's not a cat moon, guys. Wait, hold on. <laughs> but wait, you have a cap mom too. I my well, my mother is a cap, and like right. um, no, we're, we're, we're moon, we both have cap Capricorn nurse mothers. We do, and both of our moons are Capricorn, yep. so we are very like we feel very in touch with our mothers because like your your moon sign is your your motherly sign. What's my, what's my moon sign? We we'll chart you. We'll chart you, girl. We're not gonna do I'm, it right here. Right that's now. a different Scorpio. podcast called Who Chart You? I know your Scorpio. Who moon charted? <laughs> who charted? Scorpio moon. Leo no, who you made, charted? You made the, the chart joke before I did. Hi guys, welcome to Sidework. Um, I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm Kyle June Williams. I'm Jocelyn Hughes. I'm Brooke Van Poplin. Does anybody, anybody get any, any good Ooh. eats, any fun times this week? It's been a hell of a week, I'll tell you that okay. much. Okay. Okay? It's been, a, oh. it's been a humdinger. Oh, no, no. This is the Indian food you ate last time we recorded. No. that oh, I've no. had two Indian foods oh, in no. the last week. One was bad <laughs> and very um, traumatizing for my body. Oh, as it should be. It was awful. Um, it was Whole Foods. I smelled <gasps> it and was like, that smells so good right now. Mm. I'm trying not to eat meat. I'm like, it has was a lot of flavor. Was it at the hot bar? It was. Well, you know, I told you that the hot bar, this Glendale one, like there's this guy who stands, I see him all the time. He just dips a small cup into all the containers and oh, cool. drink and holds it up to his mouth and just samples everything and just same Oh, it's cup. good. I, so like, anyways, I, you I just, always wanted a French kiss a stranger yeah, through food. <laughs> <laughs> it probably made you feel bad because you have hepatitis A now. So Well, whatever my body had to experience after that was a lesson enough to never <laughs> eat that food again. Don't. Um, Nothing like I, I, but just from Whole Foods, just like stomach, body. It was a whole body experience. It wasn't just, we're not just talking poop here, folks. It gave you rabies. It was, it made me feel insane. Oh, no. Whoa. Um, and then I had really good Indian food last night at this place, Melody, which is, um, it's right on, it's in Virgil Village. It's right by Squirrel. And they're doing these pop-up kitchens. Ooh, into and it. So last night was an Indian food oh, pop-up yeah, yeah, yeah. kitchen. I've been wanting to go to Melody. And for a while, they keep changing concepts. Yeah. Is their wine program still strong? Wine is still strong. It's Ooh. a beautiful, airy space. They have a huge patio that's <gasps> that's surrounded by bushes. That's really pretty. It's nice. Um, 
and that food was wonderful, and I'm I'm still standing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it feels like a no brainer, but I I I was so hungry, and I feel like every time I get something from the fridge at Whole Foods, it has no flavor. Is everybody fucking crazy? I know going you know on this week. You know yeah. who's not crazy? The people who work at Trader Joe's in Studio City. You Might know what I just say? Great. They are wonderful. Tell people. us about them, Kyle. They're all just willing to answer the most crazy of questions because I can't cook for, how do I put this, shit. And I am constantly having to describe what I need in very layman's terms to people. So, like, (laughs) I need the thing that sweetens the stuff when you make maybe muffins. and (laughs) Maybe muffins. (laughs) Let's make some maybe muffins. And and they'll be like, oh, blue agave or vanilla extract. And I was like, both? (laughs) Cool. All right, guys, so topic this week, we're going to cover, which is a very nostalgic, fun time, is fucking themed restaurants, places, dinner and a show, like places you go where you're not only there to eat, you're there to be entertained. Well, where the food might be secondary. The food might be secondary, (laughs) and most of the time you think it is, but depending on where you go, it might be just as good as the entertainment in front of you. So- Dinner on a show has been around since medieval times, not just because of medieval times, ooh, but ooh, since medieval times, empty. where basically there'd be like minstrel shows happening in front of a court, right? So, well, I mean, we all recall, you know, we've all seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Favorite scene where Joffrey dies a grisly death. Spoiler! Can you imagine being a server at the Red Wedding? <laughs> <laughs> Clean up over at this banquet. I'm not getting paid enough to clean up all this blood. I died. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want to drag this slashed up woman's body out into the garbage. Okay, if no one's going to eat this pheasant, I guess I'll just package it up and take it home to my hut for my family. This job's a killer. (laughs) Guys. So, I mean, it's like, do we want to be entertained? Like, what's the appeal uh, uh, of this madness? I mean, I love dinner in a show. It's one of my favorite things. I've never felt more alive than when I was traversing back on my eighth grade trip from D.C. back to Fort Lauderdale. And we stopped in Tampa and I saw Fiddler on the Roof at a dinner theater. And I don't know what made me more excited, dinner rolls or dinner theater, because it was, I mean, fi- like, you know, it, I, I, it was, I was moved. And on top of it, my, my belly was fed. I really liked dinner theater. Okay. So I worked at a dinner theater. Did you know this? Kyle, did you yeah, know this? Yeah, we Johnson, know this. You know this <laughs> I worked at a dinner theater in Omaha, Nebraska called the Dundee Dinner Theater for like four and a half years from like 18 to like 23, right? Wow. It was a fucking weirdo side job. This was like in the time of my life where I also had like, I had like four or five jobs at the same time, like waiting tables all over. But did the performers also wait tables? No. Oh, wait. Was the show going on and they were serving you at the same time? Whoa. See, that's fucking (laughs) skill in class. I thought that's what we were talking about. Well, when I went to the gender theater, it was like, it was like you got served and then the show would start like Uh before the show and get your drinks and then there'd be an intermission and that's like when dessert would happen and you'd get more drinks. Would you be sitting in front of a stage? What, when you got, when what, when you saw the show? Yeah, yeah. only one, because like Comedy Magic Club has like dining rooms and then you go to separate theaters for those shows. No, you were in front of the stage. So okay. you would actually like eat in the theater. Okay. But it all kind of happened in between. But like I've and I've actually never been to that. a specific dinner theater and seen a play like while service is going. Yeah. Well then they have to come, you know, all the servers come around and you and they're like, Do you want a refill on your water? Because it's it's you have to, you know, be mindful Not of the performance. Disrupt theater. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like somebody's, you know, really trying to land matchmaker, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't care if you want like a refill on your coat. Well, let's pause real quick. You guys are theater nerds. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're not. <laughs> Jocelyn and I, yeah. I mean, I did a little theater, uh, barely. Very anti-theater in high Yeah, I really, truly uh, don't you, care for it. But, but uh, I have a weird thing where I'm like, I love the cat, uh, Cats the Musical. I I've seen my- a few Broadway shows. Sure, my me mom. too. Well, I mean, so I found No, this- no, no. I just want to know that, like, you, I want to learn about it well, because I'm not dinner theater specialized in musicals. 
Like that's pretty much all they did. So I was more of like a straight play girl. I was, I mean, it was like musical musicals, blah, blah. That's not real theater. But you know, a lot of these plays they did, some of them were good. Some of them were bad. And it depended on like what the show was. And that's the, the crowd that would be drawn. But I'll tell you what, by the end of the goddamn run, I knew every single word to every single song. Yeah. And I also ran lights. So I would wait tables and then mm-hmm. I would go up into the light booth and run lights and sound. And then I would like come back down and like serve dessert at intermission. And then like I would go back into the booth and like write and add up my checks while I was doing sound and lights like during the second act. Good God. I mean, to me, this just doesn't sound like a job that happens year round. This sounds like summer stock or just something, you know, where I'm like, I don't understand people wanting to do this all the time. Uh, I didn't know that there's an audience for it. I found this super rad article from 1974 from the New York Times talking about how dinner theater has sort of like everybody's like the the dinner theater craze is taking over New York. (laughs) And literally the headline is dinner theaters are booming. Are they the way Broadway will survive? And there's just like a really great, um, like they describe everyone was dressed to the hilt. The woman, their hair gleaming and immobilized by beauty parlor spray, wore long dresses, fur stoles, sequin evening sweaters. And then it just sort of goes on to say like, who have brought, um, what could have brought all these people to this place? What could have lured 600 people away from their homes and their television and sets? Like, Liza Minnelli! Yeah, and then they say it's dinner theater, which wow. I mean, I think in the 70s that's so cool because that was also when all these like clubs were coming out like studio 54 and um there is this really long-running dinner theater show that's been around forever that's sort of like the go-to which is tony and tina's wedding which is also something that they created into a movie it was so popular but it's an immersive theater experience which is something that as a as a trained clown. Well, I haven't been to it in years, but actually reading about it and like looking at old videos about it made me really excited and want to go again because sometimes it can be really good and sometimes it can be really bad, but you always get a full-blown show. And if you don't want to be interacted with, do not go see a Tony and Tina's wedding. Okay, because from what I understand, it's like you're attending a dysfunctional Italian wedding. That is correct. I will tell you, um, the last thing I want to do in my life (laughs) is have an actor come make me dance on a fake wedding floor. To um, each his own. To each his own. Exa- exactly. See, that's that's why my mom and I are very different people, where she's the first... I mean, Andrew saw this. Uh, the minute they were like, who would like to learn hula dancing? My mom was like, I'll go up there, but instead of learning hula dancing, I'm drunk and I'm going to do Motown. It was wonderful. Anyways. But I... I you know, Tony and Tina's wedding is so funny, because I know people who've like been out over the years, but like you you eat a meal while you were there. Okay. So there are, there are servers that like oh, are yeah. also working at while the actors and like... Like, you know, you've got like your Uncle Morley who's like coming over to like give a speech and he'll come over and talk to you and be like, it's so nice to see you. While yes. You and the seat. father of the uh, the father of the bride. It, no, excuse me. It's the father of the groom brings his uh, new girlfriend who also is the uh, most important person who works for him right now, which is a stripper at his strip club. So it's like all these sort of elements of just like. Like, oop, chaos is about to ensue. It's absolutely Man. where where the where sleep more more sleep, sleep no more, more. Yes. got it got its inspiration <laughs> from. May I? May I? Please. Um, perhaps it's just me, but it feels so like wildly unnecessary. Um, in today's news cycle, like in this in today's like present life, like day to day, it feels like something so insane that this was a concept and like and still is and people do it but back then it makes sense because the world wasn't burning yet and reality shows weren't a thing we didn't have social media and we didn't have this connectivity on the internet where like you could just go see a show you're not going to have 50 people on their cell phones Right. right. Well, a lot of the times, uh, I mean, a lot of immersive theater experiences, they make you do this thing now where you put your phone inside of an envelope and yeah, you no, seal they, the envelope. They um they do that at uh, Comedy Works in Denver. That's and great. It Super makes smart. Every show outstanding. That's yeah. Great. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I did, however, find one Yelp review of a Tony Ooh. and Tina's in Denver, and it was probably more from y'all's camp than Andrea and I. No, and that's that's <laughs> fine, you know. But um, 
uh, it just starts off with, from the moment you walk in, you are transported to the wedding from hell. The only difference is you know no one and you want to immediately run, but you paid $60. If you were lucky, you got your tickets on Gold Star for half price. If not, you were suckered into paying $120. Which is a hefty wow. price for a ticket. I agree. Wait, is this a um, review? Or- <laughs> this is a Yelp review. review. And it's oh. actually funny because one of the actors from the show went on and rebuttaled this man's Yelp review. And then this guy went on to rebuttal him, basically saying, you can't Yelp a Yelp review. You're not only criticizing somebody's you know, food, but you're, right. you're criticizing somebody's performance. Because <laughs> he talks about how much the actors suck. Uh, which Dude, is... it's like you're on Yelp. There's not Yelp for theater, and that's the disgusting workaround. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, not I know. <laughs> Man, why the huge like charge for uh, this food situation? I mean, you're really just paying for theater and getting like like uh, the cuisine is such an afterthought. That's my experience in anything Excuse I've been roped into. Okay, you. pardon me. I guess I ha- I don't. Someone wanna- hasn't had the Cornish hen at medieval <laughs> times. I do remember eating a comically large drumstick. It's half of a Cornish hen. You get a vegetable stew in like a bowl with like a handle on one side. <laughs> you don't have forks and knives. A woman who declares herself a wench <laughs> is serving you. Bringing you those giant fucking I don't know what's what's the word for those giant stones? Like, like goblets. A sign. All right. But, or a, a chalice. Oh, yeah. A chalice. But a ridiculous. Like the whole thing is so silly. You're wearing a, a queen, paper hat. A goblet. A queen's goblet. But it's the best. It's I love it. I mean, that was like the I was in sixth grade. I like won some award. Oh, I was married when I went. But anyways. <laughs> oh god, I think you're saying you were married in sixth grade. I was like, yeah, I've like, been married a few times. Started young. It was like a medieval it was a very medieval marriage. I see. I see. But no, you go in there, there's a dude with a hawk in the lobby just fucking <laughs> hanging out. You get to take a picture. There's like fucking places to go that are like medieval torture devices. You're like, whoa, man, they used to pull people apart like that? That's fucking crazy. And then you go in, they have horses, stuntmen. Dude, I'm sorry. I- I think that that's, I mean, medieval times, they take the cake. Like, it's the best you can get in this experience in terms of immersive. So, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not really a dinner theater person, but I will watch gore and drawing and quartering. How is this not dinner theater, in my opinion? And I get what you mean. Because you're not watching a fucking play. You're watching people fight. It is a show. But it is acting. (laughs) You know, they changed the storyline. So I mean, change- what is an acting? Or fucking, I mean, I'll be your server tonight. I'm in a bad mood, but guess what? For you, I'm in a good mood. It's a performance. It's Damn. so word heavy. Drop that mic, Andrea. <laughs> I, I can't. Girl. I, I don't get mad at me. For me, like, I, I think, well, sorry, I'm not to, not to interrupt, but, but to me, the difference is I'm like, you are truly being entertained the way our barbaric, dumb, human, scary minds like to be entertained, where you're like, I've got a, a mug of grog. And a large piece of beast or fowl. <laughs> and men are goring one another with steel. And like you somehow you're like, I didn't know I was a barbarian. Oh no, I fucking love it. I, I, I love it. Remember, I, and then there's like that bad side. Like if you're black and white, you're like the ooh, bad guy. Right. Well, and yeah. that's immersive though too, because they're trying to get you to like. Don't they ask you to be which side you're on, like totally. the princess you or the can't. prince? And you don't like you don't like this either, or you do like this? Oh, she oh I love loves it. it. Oh, I yeah. love it too. All about it. Because okay. it, well, it, I'm going to tell you a little story called <laughs> Romeo and Juliet with the Montagues and the Capulets. And perhaps you had to take sides then, too. And perhaps you might would have loved that with a goblet Kyle, of wine. Kyle, Jesus and, Christ. I'm sorry. I'm just Why getting... Are you so mad? I'm getting... Everybody's on the same I just page. need everybody to like theater. Yeah. Oh, no. No, because no, I'm, I'm sorry. not against theater. I'm not against it. I just don't want it with dinner. And uh, <laughs> I think when you're at medieval times, it's like a monster truck rally. It's not yeah, like theater. Yeah, like family. I guess like instead of like a refined show. I also I found I sent it to Andrea. Um, I found a uh, there's a lumberjack show where it's it's like medieval times, but they have like lumberjacks. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they have those in Wisconsin. Sounded wrong. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Well, this is lumberjack off. Lumberjack (laughs) off. 
Wait, I have a question for you two then. Yes. Where does Tony and Tina's wedding fit? Is it closer to Medieval Times or is it closer to Romeo and Juliet? I think it's closer to Medieval Times. Me too. It's in the middle. Because you're allowed, they talk to you. They they come over and they- They break the fourth wall. They do. And they have to improvise a lot, which I think takes a very skilled actor. For sure. I, um, (laughs) Andrea, you're right. I was just like thinking of like people that I know who from Omaha who were in Tony and Tia's wedding and like <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's just such a silly th- So look, like we don't have to battle each other all night. Let's find some middle ground. But let's talk about themed restaurants specifically, right? Like where there's okay. not necessarily a show. It's like you walk in and everything is like done to the nines. Mm. Like the menu is catered to a specific theme. Um, I found this Once place. again, usually not known for being tasty. Right. <laughs> I found this place called yeah, Ninja New York. <laughs> it's in New York City. Oh, what? I know of it. And it's a dojo where you can dine. So you walk in. <laughs> seriously, the video I watched is like a review and like these guys walk in and Ninja just goes, whoa. <laughs> it's almost as if it was specifically made up for an episode of Sex in the City, that's out how, rage, how, how, how outrageous it is. <laughs> While they did go to like a lot of real places in that show, I feel like this this keep telling them about yeah, it. So okay, so you go and you details. get sat in like almost like a little like a prisony like like cavey room with bars on the ceilings. Like you know your your ninja one the server comes like like. <laughs> A lot of that. You order your food. You get like throwing star martinis. Um, I've seen like you get like there's a salad that has like a rice paper sheet over it, and you have to stab it open <laughs> as part of the experience. I want to do that. Oh, and then this sounds wonderful. There's like a little like a uh, window with a bar, and every once in a while, like somebody just comes there with an arm and a fake knife and tries to like <laughs> pretend to stab somebody. <laughs> yeah, and there's ninjas like in the ceiling, like they yeah, jump they down and out. scare you when you walk in. Oh, oh my! This is way better than the Rainforest Cafe, oh, where it only ah. just where it rains every hour. That this rains is, every hour, and they give you microwaved right. chicken Look, nuggets. If we're going to talk about raining every hour, let's all go to the fucking Tonga Room in San Francisco, where it's like the old Fairmont, and it, like there's a t- there's a floating island where a band I plays, need to go there. and there's a thunderstorm like every hour on the hour. What? Like this is the kind of shit that gets my blood boiling. Oh my I'm yes. so happy I to be going a to part San of Francisco. It. I'm going to do that. You should get in there. I'm going to do that. No ninjas. No ninjas. Just rain. I just really want. Ninja New York can be an amazing experience. My favorite restaurant, my favorite restaurant growing up, which is no longer sadly, was this place in Fort Lauderdale called The Caves. And it was, uh, you sat inside of a cave, which was a booth, (laughs) and it was all dinosaur themed. And every single (laughs) item of food that came out was shaped like a different dinosaur. And I mean, I know it sounds crazy. Meatloaf? Shaped like a dinosaur. Stegosaurus? Shaped like a dinosaur. Like mashed potatoes? Shaped like a dinosaur. I only know mashed potatoes shaped like uh, the fucking Devil's Peak in uh, Close Close Encounters. Encounters? (laughs) The third kind. Or like, or they had um, uh, uh, artichokes that were dinosaur eggs. Wow. Uh, And all the uh, women and and male servers. Were dinosaurs. (laughs) No, they were like. It's been there a long time. That's way just. Oh, so they're like just as cavemen. Yeah, and it, and all the music was like. Oh my god! I was it dark in there? It. Like, was there fight? Was yes. It, so this is the place, the Prairie Schooner, which I've kind of talked about before, which is in Utah when I grew up, and oh, it was right. covered wagons. You'd get into a covered wagon. All the servers, everyone would all die of dysentery. Well, you'd lose at least one of your party by the end. You know what I mean? Um, but. <laughs> Everybody was like, all the servers were dressed in like prairie dresses and like played the part. And it was dark. And in the middle, there was like a night sky and a fake fire, a Ugh. fire pit. And then like stuffed taxidermies animals like all over the place. I love it. I want to walk in and be like, Donner, party of 47. <laughs> Hello. There are places like this, like all over the country. Like in Milwaukee, there's this place called the Safe House, which is, have you been there? Yes, I've, I have. Oh, really? Yes, I have. We did my sister-in-law's bachelorette party there. and um, I mean, I won't even go to an escape to room. Us, I'm not fun, I guess. Well, my aunt... It's different than a... My aunt lived in Milwaukee in her 20s and most of her 30s. And she was a single fucking party animal. <laughs> and she went with us to this fucking safe house and she knew all the secrets. But it's it hasn't changed a thing... 
They haven't changed a thing since they built it in the 60s, 70s. It's it's old. It, like same waiters and actors. It's it's a it's a relic and they have this like weird video that they produced that plays on the TV. I don't remember what it was. Um but they have this thing called like the captain's salute and you have to ask the bartender if he'll do it. And we sent my sister, future, at that point, future sister-in-law, downstairs where they strapped her into what could only be described as an electric chair-looking chair. Oh, right. And they, they like, turn the music off of the bar and they play this crazy soundtrack from the 70s or whenever. And it's, like, this song and this the chair comes up the slowest you've ever seen comes up out of the basement, this chair, like on a platform. With your sister-in-law? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it just slowly rises up from the ground and then just fucking parks. And everybody's like, yeah, except nobody cared. <laughs> so nobody, like, we cheered, but like. No, but everybody else is too busy cramming cheese curds in their holes. Yeah. Wisconsin, I mean, anywhere in Wisconsin has fried cheese curds on the menu. Or what is a cheese curd? Oh, what do you delicious. mean what's a cheese curd? What the fuck? I told you, I can't find my way through Trader Please. Joe's. How would I know? Yeah, what tell her. Cheese, cheese curds. So there's curds in there's way, right? So like, think of cottage cheese. So when cheese Love is made, it. there's like, the, the, the curd is like Kyle's the, creamy delight. Before you kind of press the cheese into the cheese, it's a curd. So it, it's kind of like free form cheese, if you will. Right, mm -hmm. Jocelyn? Mm -hmm. you're a little bit here? more burrata -ish Yeah, yeah. Feeling. Like, okay. like, and it's squeaky, right? So there's actually two kinds of cheese curds I love that texture. you can have, <laughs> specifically in Wisconsin. One is like you kind of just have the curds on their own. It's kind of like they're not fried. And there's those ones are fine, but what you really want is fuck it, the deep fried cheese curds. That's what you really want. It's like the best mozzarella stick you've ever had. And the cheddar ones, it's just like the way that like the cheese melts is just insane. And well, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Can we search for these here? Or? They're here. Are they here? Where Where can we get cheese I've curds? I've curds a few places. I, I feel like I've, I've, I've felt a curd. I felt a curd. At one point, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you where that was or when. Uh, I'll my, my thought occurs to me. My cur about my curdle head's poking out right now. <laughs> yeah, talking about this, she's a feeling a curdle. <laughs> um, I'm a total curdle head. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got totally off track, but I was going to talk about the Magic Castle here in LA, which is another immersive dinner experience, but with magic. Well, you can just see the magic. You if don't. You, have if to you're a dinner. member, right? Oh, if you're a member, it's really hard. Sorry, I went with a member, so like, you that's did. All I know. Really, I've never like been, but experience. I love magic. I've also never been, and I do want to go. Anyone out there listening? I can I tell you go. who to talk to. Yeah, I want to go too. Okay, here's the thing: we should probably talk to this point person mm -hmm. who I know who it is. Too. I do have a point person as well. Okay, great. Who and will we will go literally any night of the week. She loves it. Oh, great. yep. No, it's true. So I do think it'd be fun if we did a side work field trip there next um because we did do teppanyaki which we could end talking about teppanyaki if we wanted to oh, but okay so the magic castle is this giant mansion with no discernible entrance that was built in like 1907 it it's looks by a madman by a madman it exists in hollywood so it is like uh oh god there's like there's like a funny term for magic or whatever uh. Prestidigitarius. Oh. No, it's, uh, you know what? I'm a califragilistic Devil stuff, devil stuff. It's like a prestidigitarian or something like that. But it also, that word, speaking of Disney movies, they mention it in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, which is oh. one of my favorite movies ever. And my favorite ways to get off. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, God. When Andrew makes a joke and then makes a face. Like, why so, I so disgusted that? with you? Were, I was just like, oh, real boy. fast. Sorry, Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. But it came out so fast and so natural. Yeah. Also, a star of uh, the Harvey Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The musical. Um, but so this is an original, like, magician only country club, if you will, that then evolved into a, you know, a real scene and be scene and the magic circuit uh, sort of place where then it, it became like a main stage for um, the large uh, 
magic shows that they would have, you know, almost every night. Then there are all these other little side bars and uh, venues throughout. I think, I I don't know if this is a secret, but we, you go there and magicians are just hanging out and they'll like do a trick for you and then they'll like tell you about the place. And that's like after the main stage show. Depends that there's shows all night. So it depends on what you see and what you're doing. And it just depends if you're roped into like the, the, what we had to do because it, it was like someone knew how to get us in or whatever because you can only be invited by a member, you know, or be or be a member. Um, and whatever package we had, like we had to have their insanely overpriced dinner to be able to see the main stage show. Now, everything leading up to that before your seated dinner time and your seated like a specific area show for the dinner you can go to little rooms like there's like a library with a magic show there's like houdini's nest or just some crazy thing with a smaller magic show you still have to get in line like it's not guaranteed you're gonna squash in there but but the whole situation is like you walk in you have to say a fucking secret password to an owl there's a strict no it's not as cool as it sounds it's like it's nerd city and uh the uh, the reason I hate it. Oh, no, you guys will love it. Trust I still want to go. You two, you two squash all over that place. I was like, Nerd City Population Kyle. Oh, there's so many cool <laughs> things in there. Now I'm like, just having these. Uh, I, you'd love I it. I do not want to pay for like a fifty dollar chicken. I don't want to do. No, that. it's like that's just it. It's like a shitty chicken breast is forty dollars. Right. Uh, you know, garlic bread is seventeen dollars. I just looked on the menu earlier today, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, because I was just reliving. I was like, I spent so much money to oh, eat there. Oh yeah, the there. drinks were crazy. The drinks are so expensive. And granted, you are able to wander into all the different. Sh- you're paying for the magic via the exorbitant right. price. But you of really the just want to eat like half it's a adult gummy Disney. and go in. Let's be. Honest. It really is. It really is adult. Disney and there's there's a lot of stuff that like from the get-go I think we've spoken about this in another episode where they enforce a very strict dress code yeah I was actually more dressed up than anyone Mm. who went in there and it was because I was wearing a a very like high-necked bodysuit tucked into a long skirt with like a beautiful ornate like uh necklace over it like I just looked like I was so proud I looked like such a fucking hot date and someone like touched my top and was like, does this have spandex in it? <gasps> and I was like, what? And then, cause all these other girls wearing just like kind of like grody, cheap cotton, like ugly sundresses, that was totally fine. Um, and they were like, you must put this men's jacket over yourself. And I got so fucking mad. They're like, you eat. And I was, I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. I look nicer than anyone here at the moment. And they fucking got me on there. The fact that there's like 8% spandex in my top or whatever. So I was, it was middle of summer, sweltering heat. <laughs> Had to put a fucking men's, they, they like took one out of a closet and forced me to cover my entire outfit in a men's blazer. And I, I mean, you have put to- Put her in the shame coat. That's Dude. sexist. Well, the whole thing, yeah, the whole, I, I mean- uh, I'm sorry, but it, it was just, uh, no. The, I mean, you yeah, can understand. Magic shows, they're like sawing chicks in half and being like, yeah. Oh, well, by the way, I you know that magic is still one of the most sexist yeah. clubs to get into. Barely any women are even allowed into this fucking nerd feast. And like, so I, I mean, I didn't even really want to be there. And when I got turned away, I mean, I went out into the park, parking lot and had to like, take a fucking lap because You're like somebody have a sledgehammer I can destroy this fucking windshield with I was oh, like I'm yeah. about to go Gallagher and well, I remember my date far from your house it was so like, far from my house it was a, a huge location. Uber ride I was trying to impress and be nice to my date and his friends who had gotten us in and I was like I need a minute, you know, to go basically calm myself because I was told I was basically trash and needed to cover myself in men's suit to be allowed to enter the sweltering halls of the stupid magic castle. And then I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'm angry, but I'll do it. And then they're like, don't try and take it off either. We're watching you is what they said to me. 
And so then uh, at some point during the big large show where it was really hot, I was just like, I'm sweltering. I took it off. I got tapped on the shoulder no less than three times to put this fucking men's jacket back on my shoulders. So there might be a reason why I hate the Magic Castle. No, 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 no. No, no, that makes um, me now hate the Magic Castle and not even the owl will entice me now. And also the ghost who plays the piano. Oh, but I love a ghost. Nope. It's I, all I, such no. bullshit. You but like anyways. whisper to a bird and then a ghost plays a piano. Yep. Anyways. But like the I, ghost can tell you. I've voice. been whispering to birds for years, ladies. <laughs> for years. For years. <laughs> and no instruments have been played on my behalf. Nary. <laughs> nary a tinkling of the ivories. Tinkling? Tickling. <laughs> you know, so, the other night I said hit the bricks. I used that, uh, which is one of my favorite God, expressions. It's so great. Oh, I, love I credit Brandy Barber for yep. bringing it back into my life. Um, she always said, she says ding dong a lot. Too. She the says bricks. ding dong, ding dong, hit the bricks. She, always, she say, also says scram. Yeah, scram. What about, the what about she's such a hot ticket? Great. She's great. She's full of the greatest. Oh, also my favorite, which let's spread it. This can be like our thing and we'll, we'll credit Brandy Barber fully. But instead of saying no thanks, you say no thonks. Yeah, thonks is huge. Thonks. My brother has taken, he's adopted thonks. Yes. We thonks each other all the time. This is Whoa. 10 years deep yes. with Brandy Barberisms no where thonks. you go, you say, no thonks. Hey, we'd like to welcome to the podcast a, a good friend of the show, uh, Mr. Josh Cheney. Oh, hello. Hi, how are you? Oh, hey, Josh. Thanks for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Um, so let's let's get rolling with our history yep. uh, in the service industry. How many years total would you say that you were you were working? That is tough to say, but if I had to put a number on it, I'd say six. Maybe six years. Six years? Yeah. Yeah. Just in Chicago, or did you wait tables here in Los Angeles? I luckily, luckily, I mean, any day now, I might need to start start waiting on tables again here. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I ever had uh, a waiting job here. I think it was all just in Chicago, yeah. Nice. Um, we're more specifically here to talk about one specific job that you had hell yeah um which is it this legendary would you say legendary absolutely now it, it now was, closed r.i.p feat- featured in the movie la story oh oh from no the sh- 90s god see you know so much about it um a little place called ed de mm-hmm. so could you please run down a bit of history of ed de was a restaurant on the corner of north and wells i think uh north and wells i think so in uh, in the loop, right kitty corner from Rock and Roll McDonald's, and and it was like and down, if you know your Wesley Willis songs yeah, exactly, <laughs> and down the street from Hard Rock Cafe, which I think is still there. I don't know. Probably I haven't been in the loop in so long, and I'm totally out of the loop. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't mean that. I feel like we'll put in a sound effect. Uh... <laughs> um, it was there for years, and I worked at other restaurants and I started working at a restaurant called Duffy's in Lakeview that I lived within two blocks from it was like diversity and Sheridan let me take a wild guess Duffy's was an Irish pub it was it had a picture of a dog on the front so it was like I think the dog's name was Duffy but it was a really nice place they had really good food really good drinks but I was working the day shifts while I was making no money but while I was working there because I was making no money I applied to Ed DeBevix and they're like no we're not hiring right now and I was work I worked there for a few more months and as time went by, I went back and they basically hired me on the spot. It just, it was the timing, it was the season, it was some people had left to go back to school or whatever. So it just worked out great. So IWX was like, it was a hard place to get into, to break into? Kind of. I mean, it was like, if you were a comedian or an actor or that kind of a thing, it was like, you can wait tables, but also you can kind of put on this act because Ed DeBevix was their shtick was good food, fresh service. Which which means break that, break that down. so many people would would say fresh service means oh that's where they're mean to you. No, we're not mean to you. We're just kind of uh, like diners were in the fifties and sixties. What can I get you, honey? Okay, sweetheart. That kind of stuff like 
come on, I've got other tables. Let's go. Right. Not not mean, not sassy, like to the point. Kind of sassy, but not like a hey, check out this tub of guts over here. If you will, uh, a greatest generation point of view. Yes, absolutely. But just like a you know, order up, you know, short line cook, kind of small Peggy Sue's diner, kind of a, uh, and they had the one of the big. Um, selling points was we had the world's smallest Sunday and it came in like a tiny tiny glass and it was like five dollars or something but you got to keep the glass and we had really good shakes and malts and burgers but it was like you weren't there for the food you were there for the service and every you were there for the show for the show because every hour I think every hour on the hour they they had a DJ and I DJed there for a while as Professor Kelp the nutty professor (laughs) (laughs) and Every hour, the we would play 50s and 60s music, and we would stop the music and play like intro music. Please excuse your. <laughs> it was so stupid. If I remember incorrectly, it was please excuse your servers as they miraculously transform themselves from regular Edubevic servers to the world famous Edubevic stainless steel dancers. <laughs> <laughs> So we would get up on the counters and dance to Shake Your Groove Thing or uh, YMCA or... Which it's, it's, yeah, like a super 50s, 60s song, YMCA. Yeah. I mean, they basically, <laughs> when you got hired, they were like, we had to do training. We had to do, I mean, there were dance moves that we all had to do, like choreographed. Very, very, very simple. So everybody plays a character. Everybody plays like a very specific 50s, yeah. 60s character. Yes. And you did play... Not the necessarily specific. Some people... I think there was a guy who, pl- because I was kind of sick of doing mine, I decided to do another character, and people immediately were like, Burr. It was like Dude Bermuda, where I wore like a Hawaiian shirt and like a straw hat. It was like, you're not anything in, in particular. It was one guy that was dressed up as Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. So yeah, the more specific, the better. Got it. But there were some people where it was like, just like a greaser. And our mutual friend, Ian Miller, I think he played Jimmy, and he was just like a grease monkey. <laughs> He liked, like, he was a mechanic. He was a mechanic. Yeah. And then there was, like, the nerd. Mm-hmm. And, like, the prom queen. Yeah, Mike Nelson played, I think his character was called Spaz. So he was just, you know. Like, someone's wearing, like, the, the beanie with, like, the spinning, yes. like, little, yeah, yeah, propeller on top. Yeah. Um, When you played the Nutty Professor, would you play, like, the nerdy and then, like, the sexy cool guy? I never did Buddy Love. I Aww. only did the Nutty Professor. Like such a bummer, man. Thinking it's, back, I are know, you, do you wish? I just feel like it would have been too much work to be like, so there's a costume change and I have to change it the... It would have been so cool if oh, you did. And even, it's funny you say that, even so, just keeping with the one personality... It's so dumb and it's so low level, but I would have fans. I would have people that would come in specifically. Oh, can we sit with in in Professor Kelp section? You know, I mean, they just thought it was happens. adorable, or oh yeah, like people who are like high end servers. Oh yeah, at, like pristine restaurants and are career servers like get their shit requested. But I think all they the just like the whole. You know, you I had a lab. Treated them right. Oh yeah, and I did it up. I had dress slacks. I like. I watched the movie to be like, okay, he has a red red bow tie with white polka dots he has a lab coat i went out and found glasses that were specifically that and just knocked out the glass that was inside and put it on the end of my nose and it's like professor frank on the simpsons is basically is is professor kelp but it's hank azari doing and it's a lot more like like that but the naughty professor is like it's kind of like that but it's more there's a line in it where he has a bird and he says, oh, Jennifer, you stupid bird. It's just slightly different. It's like more guttural. But if I was working like a double shift by the end of the day, my voice was just shot. Yeah. So these theme restaurants that are like in Chicago specifically, like it's an interesting thing, I imagine, to work in that area because it's like everybody has to go to a different themed restaurant as a server. And then there's like the stakes are raised when you work at a place like that. Right. Yeah. So like, that's a fun topic to think about. Obviously you're on cause you're playing a character, but like, did you feel that customers that came in just were just like, they expected so much out of this experience. Some people did. And there were some people who I'm sure you've experienced this doing a stand up show and Somebody hits the mic. Hey, the mic, open mic's going to be starting in about three minutes and people wrench their neck. 
the fuck is this? <laughs> I came to drink and not have any interaction with any humans. Great. A comedy show. Can I just get a burger and a milkshake and a nostalgic? If I could just close my bill. Diner. If I could just close that up, I'm going to be leaving before the first. Folks. And I remember one instance specifically. There was a guy who was like straight out of a, a Neil Simon like play, like briefcase, um, uh, you know, jacket slung over his brief briefcase, newspaper, sits down in the booth like he, he had blinders. <laughs> he just had blinders on. Like, do you not see all of the paraphernalia, the 60s, the do you not see all these people dressed up as Peggy Sue and poodle skirts? And like, this is kind of a wacky place. But he was the very first customer to come in. We opened at 10 a.m., something like that. He walked in. I'm the first person to, to get the first uh, thing to get the first customer. He sits down and I take out my pen and paper and I go, what well, can I get you? <laughs> the voice. And the guy goes, I'm just going to get a, a cup of coffee and uh, I need to take a look at the menu. But I think he ordered something, but like something small. He wanted like one egg. And I go, coffee and an egg. It's all you're going to get. And he goes, okay, you win. And he grabbed all of his stuff and just walked out. <laughs> And I immediately went over to my manager. I was like, oh, God, I'm so I hadn't been working there that long, maybe a month where that had never happened before, where people were just like, hey, 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 easy. And then, of course, I would be easy on the person. But it was like it was me and him and all the other waiters waiting for other customers to come in. And I went to my manager immediately. I'm sorry, he, he left. I, I don't know what to do. She's like, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Like some people get it. Some people don't. It's like if that was going to bother him. It just was going to get worse. Was this a standalone small business or was this a corporate? Were there other other corporate, across the country? Corporate, yeah. Where? There was one in south, so not southern Illinois, but like south of the city. Okay, south side. The reason why there was one featured in LA Story is there was one in Beverly Hills. Oh, I did. And I believe there was one in Colorado. Um, every single one of them has closed down. The one in Beverly Hills went out of business, I think, in the late 90s. The one that was on Wells and on Wells in Ontario wasn't North and Wells. Wells in Ontario was uh, the one that I worked at, was closed kind of recently, like in the last five or six years. And they kept talking about opening another one. I think the property value of that just went so oh, yeah. high up that they're but just like, was... we're selling. And I know, you know, we've already mentioned like Rainforest Cafe, Hard Rock, but like planet hollywood like there was this like weird resurgence of nostalgic very strange, strange restaurants in the 1990s yeah so i i yeah i don't know what people are looking for we i don't know either and i find it a very interesting phenomenon that things become nostalgic for a while it seemed like it was a good 20-year jump uh happy days in the 70s was nostalgic for the 50s in the 80s there was a lot of tie-dye and stuff like that for the 60s. I feel like that happened again, though, in the 90s as well. Like, I feel like there's always a little bit of repetition when it comes yeah, to Yeah, for fashion. the 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was definitely a, a kind of big boost in disco stuff in the 90s. Uh, what would now be? The, now would be 90s. the 90s? The 90s are Which back there now. kind of is. Yeah. But... Fashion-wise, for sure. Yeah, fashion-wise, yeah, fashion-wise, for sure. But then there's also weird things like pop-up Saved by the Bell diner. Yeah, like you can go yeah. to, or and like the fucking Peach Pit. I think is like reopening. You can go. Visit. Yeah, I, I saw something about that, and I like how people because it's 20 years later, people can kind of cherry pick and go, "Yeah, that thing was popular, but we're not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> like the crazy hairstyles of of 90s. Like go back and watch a movie like Go. Or it's like I very. Love I love That's Go too. Two thousands though. Is it? I yes. thought it was like ninety nine. I think it's like or two thousand, but that because that's rave. That's like a specific very rave, much. rave culture. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a movie that is an advertisement I'm, for I ecstasy. I still want to sit on Timothy Oliphant's face in that movie. Yeah, you do. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. <laughs> So, like, what would an up-to-date version of Ed Bevex were to open today? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Because if it's nostalgic... You'd have to do mashup shit. Let's say 
80s, 90s, and 2000s. I worked on it in the 2000s, and it was nostalgic of the 50s and 60s. Let's say there was a new Edibevix that opened up, and they were specifically doing 70s and 80s. Well, I think we would know that 80s one would be just like that diner in Back to the Future Part 2. Oh, the, uh, yeah, with uh, Gorbachev and... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the holograms come and take like, your order. Yeah, Max Hedrum, and he gets the Pepsi... That I really like that. You must have hot special. <laughs> it was like Gorbachev. It wasn't Gorbachev. It was Reagan and the Ayatollah. They were oh, arguing with each other. That's right. I think, though, when we talk about 50s diners, there is this level of safety with how people feel about the 50s, right? Sure. This innocent time right. in America and I think post-war. That, and I think that was done very specifically because there was such horrible things happening in the 40s and 50s that it kind of backlashed where it's like, okay, we're putting out this image because it was the advent of like student films and things and propaganda and things like that where it's just like Communism is bad. Women cook. They stay home. They take care of the family. Dad represses his rage. <laughs> he works a job for it doesn't matter how many hours and how many years. And everything is perfect. Unlike, you know, communist, surface, communist very, China. Very <laughs> like, yeah, right. like push down. Don't tell anybody anything. Exactly. Everything's but perfect that level. image just permeated every single part. Right. There are cracks right. in the, and then. Which is why you got the 60s. And, and then boom, 40 years later, you get to, someone gets to make uh, money off a marketing scheme Abs- and cashing in on that idea of a which picture is, perfect family. Absolutely. Which is crazy to me. We here live in Los Angeles and we live in maybe the biggest vacation destination in the world if not one of the and it's so crazy i we're recording here at my house and i live in i live in hollywood and um tia and i try and make it a point regularly to walk up to hollywood and highland which is ground zero for hollywood it's where every tourist comes to see hollywood walk of fame and 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 um uh, Man's Chinese Theater, Grauman's Chinese Theater, which I think is the Kodak Theater now, where Clark Gable has his handprints and Marilyn Monroe and stuff like that. And to see what has kind of stood the test of time and imagine being somebody from Tokyo coming over here with your camera to take a million pictures of everything. And this is what we give you. It's Charlie Chaplin, The Three Stooges, Marilyn Monroe, Maybe a little bit of Transformers. A little Spider-Man. A little bit of Spider-Man. But those are more like the characters that are dressing up. When it comes to like the crap, the shit that you can buy and take back to Tokyo with you, it's like, it's all 1950s Elvis. We're like 1920s, 1930s. It's old Hollywood. Silver, yeah, silver screen kind of Hollywood. And there's other, you know, obviously more modern stuff mixed in there. But you don't have to look hard to find mickey mouse or or it's like that's it's so antiquated but that's the stuff that's like people eat it up people eat that shit there's a there's a 50s diner on uh on highland right oh yeah mel's diner which is i don't know if that's the exact place but it's modeled after or that place is what mel's diner was modeled after in american graffiti aha which is the preface to happy days which again very nostalgic. Very nostalgic. He's nostalgic. And it came out in the 70s. <laughs> Who is Ed DeBevick? It's like, um, it's a fake. It's a fake person. He doesn't exist. Was there a photo of him or an idea of him? Did you have an idea in your head of who th- this Ed DeBevick I was? Think, I think there might have been. That's another thing that I really love about Chicago. There's a number of places that are just like, I'm, again, not to keep using the term, but I'm enamored with things that are, oh, I thought it was this thing. It's just this kind of fabled, oh, I've heard about this for years. What is it exactly? I had heard of Ed DeBevick's for no less than 15 years before I ever stepped foot in it. And people- That's how long it was there? Oh, way longer really? than that. Way longer than that. I didn't even know that. that. I got, I should have Prob- looked up more probably history. Probably 25 years. Holy shit. Probably. Wow. And I heard about it for years until I ever stepped foot in it. and. Once I stepped foot in it, I think I started working there within a month. 
So I would mention to people that I worked at Edgebrex, they're like, oh my God, I've heard of that. It was like Dick's Last Resort or probably the best example is Lou Malnati's. Right. Just the words. Just just say that out loud. Lou Malnati's. People are like, what you do? Oh man, that place is so good. Not just that. I had probably heard of Lou Malnati's for five years before I had gone to it. It's got to be really interesting to work at a place though where it it sparks so much joy or like people know what it is they're, that they're so like holy shit let me shake your hand yeah they really would it was it was a real strange phenomenon where you'd get up and dance and kids were just like they were nuts for it kids would squeal in delight just like that These where are, you were like, I gotta go to Hollywood, and I got this. I gotta hold on to this feeling. No, but I gotta if, go to I reach for the stuff. I mean, if you're a little bit of a ham, it's not gonna ex- extinguish that fire. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it's gonna pour gasoline on it. And I'm, you know, you know me. I'm not. I'm not a wacky, you know, kind of person when it comes to performing and doing stand up and things like that. I was. A reluctant, oh, okay, I have to dance to car wash. Fine, if it's required. A number of people that I worked with when the announcement was made, ladies and gentlemen, please excuse your servers, would purposefully duck out and go to the bathroom. And I knew more than one person that got fired before because of that. Yeah, it's like you're required you're to do here. that. It's part of the shtick. Yeah, that's not cool, man. Yeah. So that... you just want to work here. It's like, just get a waiting job anywhere else. Yeah, They won't require you to dance, I guarantee totally. it. And it's like, it's ego-driven, right? That's why that person wouldn't do that. Yeah. But it's also like, then you're not part of the team, you dick. Exactly. Like, what is that even? Especially, I'm sure you guys had to sing birthday songs as well, correct? Yeah. And was that like, did everybody have to get up on tabletops or would everybody gather around the table? I'll tell you exactly what it was. So dumb. (laughs) This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Ah. Gone. That's good. Here's your dumb, here's your dumb tiny Sunday. You idiot. And we also, we used to do this one thing. This guy I worked with, Bill Savely, who was super funny. Maybe he was spaz. He had more than one character. But he was like the paper hat, the the soda jerk yeah. kind of a thing. <laughs> Spaz. Um, he would do this thing. Oh, it was so much fun. We had trays, like platters, but trays. And he would, in, in his downtime, we had Coca-Cola cups that were just paper cups because it was quantity over quality. We were burning and churning tables as fast as we but could. But came in baskets. Oh, my God. It was like... You put in the order and the burger would be up within a minute or two minutes. Of course, if they wanted it well done, it would be longer. But he would take the paper from straws or napkins and just crumple them up and put them into this cup. And they were the kind of Coca-Cola cups where you couldn't see inside. And he would put it on a tray and he would say, I'm going to come around this corner, shoulder check me. And I go, oh, okay. And we did this enough where we kind of had a rhythm down. And I would shoulder check him and he would, oh! and he would like let it fly just to see the reaction on people's faces. They're like, I'm about to get an entire Coke in my face. And it would just be like confetti. Fun, fun stuff like that. He really felt the spirit of it. Oh my God. He totally did. And it like, it just hammered him down. He, I mean, he had a million complaints. He was a DJ who would play, he his character was Billy Beatles, so we would play mostly Beatles songs, and he had a wig, like a Beatle wig. He, like, totally embodied it, and he loved it, but he would love to complain. Anyway. If you, you, and you guys would, like, play off each other? Oh, yeah. Were, like, in sections near each other? Like, oh, yeah. Like, argue with each other in front of customers? And sometimes I would be DJing, and he would leave a book up there that was, like, Billboard charts from, like, 1950 to 1958, something like that, and I'd play you know, Blueberry Hill, you know, Fats Domino, something like that. That charted back in, you know, 1958 and stayed on the Billboard charts for 14 weeks, something like that. And from the back room, he would just scream at me, no, it didn't, it charted for da 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 you're reading it wrong. He would just like scream at me that I was getting the facts wrong. 
Oh, man. I love this so yeah. much. You guys are like allowed to be. You're like, here, we're hired. You can be like a huge weirdo and like then they go deep, deep, deep exactly. into it. Exactly. Just because you're able to have your like super weirdo work relationship with somebody like out in the open. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. And we became best friends outside, outside, not best friends, but we became great friends out, outside of it. We would do this one really ridiculous thing. There are these things called stanchions. I don't know if you're aware stanchions are the things that hold velvet ropes okay i didn't know that they were called that that's Thank what they're you called very much. yeah i had to look it up so there was that thing and people would line up there was a long counter where people could just sit there but that's so your food was here and then there was a little bit of a lip step up and that's where the stainless steelers steel stainless steel dancers would dance and people would line up as we were waiting, the hostess would be like, how many in your party? 14. We'd always have big parties of kids. A school bus would, you know, it'd be like field trips for kids. And if it was like a junior high, there was a couple steps that would go up to another section of where people could be sat. And Bill and a couple other people would love to do a thing where they would go up, up there. If we saw a big busload of kids were coming in, he would stand up there and he would start applauding as loud as, yeah, you guys are doing great, woo! Just to distract them enough where they would be like, what's going on? And they would get a stanchion right in their nuts. And then it would cause a chain reaction where one would see it and then the whole thing, everybody would be distracted. It only happened, sometimes it would happen when they'd just be like, oh, they'd like kind of catch themselves and be like, oh, they did it to distract me. but. It happened one or two times where it was a perfect cascade of almost the entire class falling <laughs> over each other because the one kid caught it, fell to the ground, and the other kids were equally distracted and didn't see that there was somebody in front of them. And a good 10 kids all fell on each other. And so we were fake applauding, going, yeah, you guys are doing great. And once we saw it, then it would become a real, yes, yes, it worked. It was so so great i mean it would make your week it was the best yeah so here's a tip um use it or don't some people sometimes see this as you're kind of being a jerk but working on both sides being somebody that has worked as a waiter and worked in back of the house helping out with uh you know the cooks and stuff like that but also being somebody who's just a patron um sometimes the um cooks or bartenders specifically like it when you go i like this and i like this make me something um sometimes they're just like Ugh. but i found more often than not especially when it comes to um bartenders if you're just like i like whiskey and i like kind of salty sweet what do you got it's like i don't really have a name for it but i've made this before and people like it see how you like that if you don't like it i'll throw it away and I'd say like nine times out of 10, I'm like, that's really good. What is it called? And they're like, I can tell you what I put in it. It doesn't have a name, <laughs> but also I'm vegetarian. So sometimes it's like, do the beans have lard in them? Do you, know, you have to like do all these modifications. Sometimes I'll just be like, I basically want romaine, tomatoes, avocado, this and that. If you want to throw other stuff in there, just don't put cheese and don't put meat in there. Make a salad and make it, you've got a ton of stuff back there and I'll pay for whatever the most expensive salad is. A lot of times they're just like, easy. I'm just mixing together a salad. Okay. So that's a tip. Great tip, Josh. Thank you. Da -da 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 -da. Go Cubs, go. Let's have a great season in 2019. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are going to win today. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. You bet. Here's a tip. Uh... If you like to smoke marijuana and you're, if you like to smoke marijuana, there's these really great new um, ways to roll marijuana. Instead of using papers, they now offer palm leaves. And not only do you look like like a nature-driven Snoop Dogg while you're smoking it, but it's much smoother for blunts. And it smokes like, a, it's almost like a little cigarello. And they're like rolled up palm leaves. You can get them pre-rolled and then you stuff the weed in there. And I just think they're delicious. I want to smoke out of birch wood paper. Yeah, it's I'll very odd. if you wanted to. Uh, here's a tip. Don't wear cologne and perfume at the gym. 
<laughs> because you don't know the kind of person who's standing next to you. We're working out next to you while you stink up the whole place with your gross cologne and perfume. And then they get a fucking headache and can't get rid of it all day long. Yep, that's my tip. Here's a tip. You can go to Trader Joe's and try something and not buy it <laughs> right there in the store. Who would have thunk? Well, here's one tip. And this is a tip that I think we all share. If you are in a rush to manicure your hands and not look like a piece of road trash, uh, ladies and gents, I highly suggest glitter nail polish for a quick, sloppy, on-the-go job. You don't even have to necessarily hit your cuticle, just the finger region. You end up having sparkly hands, and it looks like you've got your life together. Just slob those knobs with a little bit of glitter. Whoa. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I am they might say even that. went into the Magic Castle with fingers like that. I currently okay. have glitter nails, and I feel really cold out right now. You know now. what? When, yeah, when you, when you have... When you have glitter nails, you can do really great jazz hands. Well, you guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Sidework Podcast. If you guys like what you heard, please like us, uh, rate and review. And subscribe. Bye. Have a good night.